Welcome everybody, Howard J. Hornbuckle coming back at you again with another Alaska basketball podcast, all things pertaining to basketball. All right, guys, I want to get right with it. Um, Last Dance, episodes five and six, if I'm not mistaken, five and six. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I like to give you my take on the the um, things we're watching um, with this uh, documentary, and I, I, I guess what I want to do is let you know what resonated with me as far as what we're looking at in the documentary and what actually, excuse me, what actually. T- I felt during those times when the events were actually going on. And just a couple of things, and I'll I'll just try to hit a few and I I won't be long. Just a couple of things that really stand out to me, you know, the, the Olympic team and Isaiah not being, Isaiah Thomas not being put on the Olympic team, that didn't resonate a whole lot with me during that era. I mean, I remember it vividly, but a lot of a lot of the people that I associated with and I was a very close follower of the Chicago Bulls, Olympics, everything. I mean, I, I was a diehard fan. And that situation didn't really resonate with me. What did resonate with me though with the Olympic team was the fact that I I, I was aware and many of us at that time, especially the circle that I, I, I was around, were aware that we had loss and not with our professionals, but with, with our college players. And we realized that, wow, we weren't that powerhouse. Um, the United States of America wasn't that powerhouse that it was really made out to be because a lot of the professionals from other countries had had beaten a lot of our college players. So that really resonated with me with the Olympics, more so than Isaiah being left off the team. I'm sure that was big for, for certain people, maybe in those areas, maybe Detroit area, those Chicago area, people that knew all, maybe some of the things that were going on. But but for me, that didn't resonate. It was the fact that we had lost and we needed to get this dream team together to go back and represent uh, our country. And that was so powerful because that's exactly what the dream team actually accomplished. So that's what resonated with me in the documentary as far as remembering back um, to those times. The other thing that is really intriguing to me as I'm watching The Last Dance is just how competitive Michael Jordan really is, even to this day. I mean, this is unbelievable. I'm watching him tell these stories and, you know, one in particular, even the one with Clyde Drexler and they were when they were playing Portland and how people were comparing them. You know, this is between Michael Jordan and Clyde, Clyde Drexler matchup. And Michael was like telling us here in real time that he wasn't even on my level. And let me go back to that era. We knew Clyde Drexler was a good player, but 
I have to agree with Michael. I, I never felt that Clyde Drexler was on the same level as Michael. And but just to hear Michael say that is just man, that that's it's 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 powerful, man, because you see the competitive nature that this that Michael had back then and, and even today. I, I love this documentary because I mean they're they're not holding back. Michael's not holding back. You know, the players are not holding back on how they truly feel about some of the things that were going on in this day and time. So, you know, that 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 is resonating with me so much, Michael Jordan's competitiveness and and, and even that fire to this day is is just is just resonating with me. Now, another thing that that really resonated with me in this episode was the New York Knicks and the Chicago Bulls battle in the Eastern Conference Finals. You, if you if you watch the documentary, and and I I, I encourage you to watch it because these are really good um, episodes here. The Knicks series when. They were playing for the Eastern Conference Finals, and the Chicago Bulls was trying to go for a three-peat to make another appearance in the um, in the finals. I had forgotten that New York had went up 2-0. New York actually went up 2-0 on Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And I remember this vividly because Pat Riley was no joke. Pat Riley had won championships, and he... He, he was no joke with the Knicks. And the Knicks had a good team. Patrick Ewing was always a, a force, always came to play. John Starks was no slouch. Charles Oakley was solid. I mean, Charles Smith, th- th- this team was loaded. Knicks were loaded. And when they went up 2-0 on Michael Jordan and the Bulls, I'm like, ooh, man, I don't think they're going to do it. Because to be honest with you, in the, in the era that I had been watching basketball, no one had done a three-peat. Lakers had won two in a row, yeah. Um, Detroit had come back and won two, and I think uh, the Boston Celtics had won two straight. But no one had won three straight. I had never seen it in my lifetime. Anyone winning three straight championships. So this is like foreign. I'm like, I just don't think it can be done. And to watch that Knicks series and... Then to see all the things that were unfolding in that Knicks series with with the gambling with Michael and the debt and um, the books coming out and the trip to Atlantic City after they after the Knicks went up two and oh, he takes off to Atlantic City with his dad. And his dad says, you know, you just need to get out of New York for a little bit and and, and clear your head. And they go out and they go, you know, out and, and there's some gambling involved there. And all this started to come down with a two with a two old deficit against the Knicks. And it was incredible because it looks like, you know, as that all began to unfold, Michael just went silent. Just began, you know, he just just didn't stop talking to the media. And then we see a totally another level of Michael Jordan. And this is the thing that always uh, sucked us in with with his greatness is because when you thought he was beat when you thought he had reached his peak he had another level and it was incredible it was incredible and to see him turn it up against the Knicks and tie the series was incredible just incredible and then to go back to New York and Charles Smith cannot even get 
the shot up. I, I, I remember that like it was yesterday. That was so many years ago, but I remember like it was yesterday. I said, just going to hit that shot. He's going to make that shot. And he never made it. And the Bulls go and they close out the Knicks. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, this it's a great documentary. I mean, there's so much to cover, so many layers here. And, and this even these two episodes that I, that I didn't even get a chance to get to. But um, I wanted to share those thoughts with you. And I was trying to give you an idea of, of what they're showing in the documentary and how I felt at the time uh, these events were actually taking place and, and, and what things really resonated with me. All right, this is Howard J. Hornbuckle. I'm going to be signing off for the Alaska Basketball Podcast, uh, all things pertaining to basketball. I really appreciate you taking time out to listen. Um, if you have any questions, any comments, you can reach me at Howard hornbuckle at gmail.com shoot me a a message shoot me a question or anything of that nature and i'll be happy to to address those things well until next time this is howard j signing off and i will talk to you again very very soon take care guys